0: Well, good morning. It's very nice to see so many of you here today. It's lovely to hear the choir, too. Well, all are like a Sunday unto itself. I think we could just do music today if we wanted to. I'm very excited to welcome Joan C. Browning, our special guest speaker today, Freedom Rider. I'm excited to hear what she has to say, and I know you are, too. Since 1870, the First Universalist Unitarian Church of Wausau has served as a vital voice for liberal religion here in central Wisconsin. I don't know how you woke up this morning. Maybe you woke up raring to go. Or maybe you woke up carrying the baggage of a tough week. I hope, regardless of however you woke up this morning, that you know that there is a place for you here. I'm grateful you're here. This congregation is grateful you're here. If you would, if you look in your order of service, I'm going to turn your attention to our chalice lighting, and I invite you to join me in reading it. It begins, we light this chalice for the light of truth, the warmth of love, and the fire of commitment. We light this symbol of our faith as we gather together. You're welcome to rise in spirit or body and join in singing our opening hymn number 346. Come sing a song with me. Please remain standing for our affirmation. The words are also in your order of service. Love is the doctrine of this church. The quest of truth is its sacrament, and service is its prayer. To dwell together in peace, to seek knowledge and freedom, to serve human need to the end, and all souls shall grow into harmony with the divine. Thus do we covenant with each other nor doxology.
1: for our time for all ages I want to share with you a book. It is called A is for Activist. It was written and illustrated by Inosanto Nagara and it is a triangle square Books for young readers and published by Seven Stories Press. A is for activist, advocate, abolitionist, ally, actively answering a call to action. Are you an activist? B is for banner, bobbing in the sky, billowing in the breeze, cause you're not shy. C is for co-op, cooperating cultures, creative counter to corporate vultures. Oh, and cats, can you find the cats? Watch out, there's a cat on each page. See if you can find them all. Little D, democracy, more than voting, you'll agree. Dictators detest it, donkeys don't get it, but you and me, we demand equality. Equal rights, black, brown, or white, clean and healthy is a right. Every place we live and play, environmental justice is the way. F is for feminist, for fairness in pay, for freedom to flourish and choose our own way. G is for grassroots, sprouting from below, sharing nutrients and the water's flow. Below the surface, we're all connected, stronger together, we'll grow. H is for healthy food, a human right, honeydew, jicama, nature's delight. Hummus, hot dogs, Havarti cheese, hot dogs. Yes, healthy hot dogs, please, and pizza. I would add tacos. (laughs) Indigenous and immigrants, together we we stand tall. Our histories are relevant. An injury to one is an injury to all. J is for justice, yay, justice jia Jing Zheng, Juanita-Jamal, justice for the janitors, justicia for all. Kings are fine for story time. Knights are fun to play. But when we make decisions, we will choose the people's way. LGBTQ, love who you choose because love is true. Liberate your notions of limited emotions. Celebrate with pride our links of devotion. Megaphones marching. Movie excuse me, movimiento, music, hip-hop, hooray, it must be, Day. N is for no, 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 yes to what we want, no to what must go, no, no, no. Open minds operate best, critical thinking over test, wisdom can't be memorized, educate, agitate, organize. P. march? pro pro protest pow pow power to the pp people yeah q is for question questioning coercion querying qualities counter false assertions radical reds the headlines said ruinous rioters the rumors spread rabble rousing riffraff really S is for sun, soul, solar, superstar, stellar power fuels all life, not just flowers. energize homes, cars, and showers. Silly, selfish scoundrels sucking on dinosaur sludge. Boo! Hiss. T is for trans, for trains, tiaras, tulips, tractors, and tigers too. Trust in the true. They, the he, they, the he, she, they. That is you. U is for weekends. U is for workers' rights. Wait, that's not U. That's W. U is for union. Union, yes. V is for vox. What did you say? Fox? No, I said vox. Did you say box? No, vox. Rocks? Blocks. Socks? Vox. Vox of the people, voice of the populi. Better go see the letter D. Wondrous world, wondrous we, we cannot be whole, we cannot be free, unless we delight in diversity. X is for Malcolm, as in Malcolm X, history's lessons can be complex. Remember Parks, remember King, remember Malcolm, and let freedom ring. Y is for you and youth, your planet, your rights, your future, your truth. Y is for yes, 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 yes. And Z is for Zapatista, of course. And that is our story for today. I'm going to invite you to join me in singing our children's song. Even though our children's classes met earlier this morning, let's sing it to bless those who join us here and from afar. Please join me in singing, may peace surround you. Mm-hmm.
0: invite everyone to join me in the spirit of prayer and meditation. I always invite you to put both feet flat on the ground. If it is your custom to pray or meditate with your eyes closed, go ahead and close them now. As we move into silence, take just a couple of moments. Take a breath. and feel your heart beat be thankful for all these people who came together this morning to become a congregation let us journey into silence with these words god whose love is everlasting spirit of life and healing and tender compassion we come because we have been called we come because we have been called to love And even as we give thanks that you are with us, O God of love and mystery, we come tired of tugging at the burdens of this world. We see so much pain and suffering, we feel the burdens of injustice, and we want the world to be free. We know that you have promised your loving presence to heal the sick and bind up the brokenhearted, yet there are so many broken hearts. We pray for healing of tensions within our community, for healing from political strife around the world, for healing from the devastation of storm and fire and flood. We pray for all those who have abandoned hope for justice in our land, who have lost faith in the ideal of a shared nation. O love and mystery, Plant our roots in fertile soil, water us with love and wisdom, and lead us on the path you are making before us, for you are the spirit of life, the spirit of this unfolding universe. Hear now our prayers for healing, and now let us call to mind the joys and sorrows in our lives, and let us meditate on them in silence together now. Amen. Please remain seated for our prayer hymn number 1031 in the Teal Book, Filled with Loving Kindness. The First Universalist Unitarian Church of Wausau is a people-powered institution. That means without the generous support of people like you, we couldn't do church the way that we like to do church. So rather than pass around an offering plate at this time, we have a basket placed in the back of the sanctuary. You are welcome to place a donation in there if you are so inclined, or if you are more of the digital type, we have a website, and you can stop by there and make a one-time or an ongoing gift. I thank you for an I thank you in advance for your generosity.
2: In my tradition, we use the revised common lectionary and pray before we read the scriptures. Let us pray. Almighty and everlasting God, you are always more ready to hear than we to pray and to give more than we either deserve or desire. Pour upon us the abundance of your mercy, forgiving us those things of which our conscience is afraid and giving us those good things for which we are not worthy to ask, except through the merits and mediation of Jesus Christ our Savior, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever, amen. Let us hear a reading from the hymnal of the Jewish people, Psalm 8, uh, verses four through seven. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and stars you have set on their courses, what is man that you should be mindful of him, the son of man that you should seek him out? You have made him but a little lower than the angels. You adorn him with glory and honor. You give him mastery over the works of your hands. You put all things under his feet. And in the epistle to the Hebrews, this uh, theme is echoed again. Hebrews uh, chapter 2, verses 6 through 8. But someone has testified somewhere. What are human beings that you are mindful of them, or mortals that you care for them? You have made them for a while lower than the angels. You have crowned them with glory and honor, subjecting all things under their feet It was fitting that God from whom and through whom all things exist in bringing many children to glory should make the pioneer of their salvation perfect through suffering. For the one who sanctifies and those who are sanctified all have one Father. For this reason, Jesus is not ashamed to call them brothers and sisters, saying, I will proclaim your name to my brothers and sisters in the midst of the congregation, I will praise you. And the gospel assigned for today is Mark. Here are reading from chapter 10, verses 13 through 15. People were bringing little children to him in order that he might touch them, and the disciples spoke sternly to them. But when Jesus saw this, he was indignant and said to them, "'Let the little children come to me. Do not stop them.' For it is to such as these that the kingdom of God belongs. Truly, I tell you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will never enter it. And he took them in his arms, laid his hands on them, and blessed them. This is the word of the Bible. Good morning. Thank you all for inviting me to share some thoughts with you this morning. I am Episcopalian, but I have a good friend who's you, you, and I asked her, what would worship look like with you? And she said, each person finds their own spiritual path, and worship is a time to share and learn from each other. So I dare to offer you that. in the the early 1960s civil rights movement when I came of age and became involved, almost all of us came from churches and they were usually small country churches. We learned many of the same things. We especially all were raised singing this song almost every Sunday, Jesus loves the little children. All the children of the world, red and yellow, black and white, They are precious in his sight. Jesus loves the little children of the world. As we grew up into teenage years and became involved in the civil rights movement, though, we learned that some of the churches who taught us that didn't really practice it. Many of us became very discouraged with churches. In fact, uh, there were churches, the church leaders, who rebuked the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King because he was leading demonstrations against segregation. He was actually leading little children into demonstrations against segregation. And you may probably have seen and if not, I encourage you to look it up, his letter from the Birmingham jail. When he responds to those preachers who told him he wasn't doing church right, he, t- he describes to them what the church needs to be out in the community, fighting injustice, organizing gathering people together who care about the same things and who believe the same things. We were blessed to have Dr. King, but we also were blessed to have a number of other good role models and leaders, leaders who walked the walk, who followed John Wesley's instruction to preach always and only, if necessary, use words. One who was very important to many of us, uh, Miss Ella Baker, knew good ways to proclaim to brothers and sisters. A few examples. She was the granddaughter of a Baptist preacher who had himself been born in slavery. She grew up in, in his church, went to a church school, Shaw University, and remained a member of churches all her life. And yet, I don't think I ever heard her quote scripture. She, um, her favorite hymn, which she would sing when we were discouraged, is Guide My Feet. Guide my feet while I run this race. Guide my feet while I run this race, for I don't want to run this race in vain. In 1964, a long, long time ago, when the people of Mississippi had organized the Mississippi Freedom Democratic Party, she was giving a keynote address at their convention. And some of what she said that day, one of our group made into Ella's song. Let me read you a little bit, it sounds contemporary as if we could say these very same words today. We who believe in freedom cannot rest. We who believe in freedom cannot rest until it comes, until the killing of black men, black mother's sons, is as important as the killing of white men, white mother's sons. And in the next verse, she gives us all a mandate. That which touches me most is that I had a chance to work with people, passing on to others, that which was passed on to me. And so today, may I try to pass on some of what was passed down to me. In the next image, of Mrs. Baker is at a prayer vigil. Before they did the march on Washington, they tried going to Washington and praying for justice in 1957. And she's there with her good friend, Ms. Rosa Parks. In that speech in 1964, Miss Baker reminded us, she said, remember, we are not fighting for the freedom of the Negro alone, but for the freedom of the human spirit, a larger freedom that encompasses all of mankind. And that was certainly something that she walked the walk on. There's a wonderful book about her in Freedom Bound, and there are many other references to, to Ella Baker. I urge you to learn more about her as you pursue justice in very many ways, including using your faith as a weapon. Ella Baker helped organize the group that I was involved in, the Southern, uh, the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee in the spring of 1960 and Easter weekend of 1960. She had been working for Dr. King's organization, the Southern Christian Leadership Conference, and now she was leaving there to devote full-time to the young people of the movement. And she wrote a letter in which she quoted from the Bible, one of the few times that I ever knew her to actually quote scripture. She quoted Romans 13, verses 11 through 13. Now is our salvation nearer than when we first believed. Therefore, we must cast off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. And then she continued in her letter and said, the works of darkness are ignorance, doubt, and fear, but armed with truth and knowledge, faith and courage, we can and we must follow the light of freedom to complete and certain victory. And she concluded her letter offering this prayer. May God grant you good health and increased courage to continue the fight for human justice and freedom for all mankind. Miss Baker was probably the most influential person about the way that we operated in the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee. She's told us, if, if at all possible, to never go anywhere alone, to go at least two by two. And of course, now we know that she was Getting that from Jesus' instructions in Mark 6, when he is first sending the 12 disciples out on mission trips, he sent them two by two. Excuse me. On leadership, she had a different notion of what constituted a leader. and for that, I think she was relying her, on her knowledge that comes from the ninth chapter of Mark. When uh, Let's hear that. Then they came to Capernaum, and when he was in the house, he asked them, What were you arguing about on the way? But they were silent, for on the way they had argued with one another who was the greatest. He sat down, called the twelve, and said to them, Whoever wants to be first must be last and the servant of all. Then he took a little child and put it among them. Taking it in his arms, he said to them, whoever welcomes one such child in my name welcomes me and whoever welcomes me welcomes not me but the one who sent me. Children, of course, in Jesus' time were people of very low status and perhaps the lowest status of anybody. Ms. Baker taught us that leadership consisted of serving, not of being a public figure, not of making speeches, but of serving. And she taught us that who we were to serve, the people who hurt the most get to set the agenda. They get to say where they hurt, and then those of us who have a little education or maybe know how to do research or have other skills, serve the people who hurt the most, the little children. She got the way that we actually went about making decisions, I think, from uh, her knowledge of the Bible. Our meetings famously went on for hours and hours and sometimes days. We never voted. We talked until everybody understood what we would do next, and then each person chose what they would do in that circumstance. And what she taught us was far more powerful than Robert's Rules of Order. And it was simple. Nobody can speak a second time until everybody has spoken at least once. Well, that was familiar to many of us. We'd heard those words in Paul's advice to the church in Corinth, where he wrote, When you come together for worship, each one has a hymn, a lesson, a revelation, a tongue, or an interpretation. Let all things be done for building up. He says then, If a revelation is made by someone, let the first person be silent, for you can all prophesy one by one so that all may learn and be encouraged. And the spirits of prophets are subject to the prophets, for God is a God not of disorder, but of peace. So take turns, Paul says. Be silent when others are talking. Otherwise, what is anybody going to get out of our time together? Some of us in the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee had more skills and more experiences than others. We learned to treat each other as equally valuable. The Book of James speaks to another element of getting together. James criticizes some churches that show favoritism. They are deferential to the rich and ignore the poor. Be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to anger, James advises. Now, let me uh, show you now another uh, person, one of Ms. Hamer's most devoted disciples, uh, Mr. Bob um, uh, Moses, who recently passed away, and so you may have seen uh, notices and tributes to him in the papers. Bob uh, was uh, the grandson of a Baptist preacher who was quite uh, dynamic, and he attended St. Mark's Church in New York uh, in his youth and then went to Hamilton College where he became a member of a Christian study group, many of whose members were fundamentalists. He debated with his two freshman Jewish roommates, arguing about God's existence, fairness, justice, pitting Christian fundamentalism against his Jewish roommate's very different religious backgrounds. He actually considered entering the ministry and At one time, even tried his hand at being a street preacher in Harlem. Doubtless, all that experience served him in good stead when he came to be a servant to the people of Mississippi, especially who were very much into the church. His father, though, also read the Bible to him every evening. So, uh, again, uh, Bob recently passed away. He wrote a book in which he outlines what he learned from Ella Baker and how he applied it in, uh, in both in rural Mississippi, in voter registration, and in teaching algebra. It's called Radical Equations. You may be familiar with Fannie Lou Hamer. Mrs. Hamer, uh, there's a brand new biography that I'm waiting to read. She often joined her faith and works. She said at a mass meeting at a Negro Baptist church in Indianola, Mississippi, in September 1964, and many times thereafter, and we all came to quote her, you can pray until you faint, but unless you get up and try to do something, God is not going to put it in your lap. And of course, Paul and James both argue about faith and works, which is better. And she said that uh, there's no difference if you have faith get up and go to work. Sometimes Ms. Hamer actually cited scripture as in when she said this, the seventh chapter of Acts and the 26th verse said, he has made of one blood all nations. And so Miss Hamer said, so whether you're black as a skillet or white as a sheet, we are made from the same blood and we're on our way. Since I'm in town to speak about my experiences as a Freedom Rides with uh, Charles Person, another Freedom Rider, it's only appropriate that I talk about James Farmer, Jr. Jim had gone to Howard University School of Religion and attained a Divinity degree before I was even born. He had been introduced, introduced to the concepts of nonviolent civil uh, disobedience from Mahatma Gandhi. And he realized that that was a philosophy that could be the best approach to exposing the brutality and inhumanity of segregation, discrimination, and racial oppression. So again, before I was born, he helped organize a thing called the Fellowship of uh, Reconciliation and organized the predecessor of the Freedom Rides. The Freedom Rides were in 1961, but in 1947, he organized a group of people to test Discrimination in bus terminals, and westrooms and and uh, restaurants along the Upper South. Um, in 1947, he called it the journey of reconciliation. Instead, many of the members were brutally beaten and arrested, and some served time on the notorious chain gang of labor concept that, fortunately, we don't have, I hope, any longer. So a spiritual lesson that we all learned, black and white, learned in our little churches and that our leaders modeled for us was the lesson from the Gospel according to Matthew, chapter 25, starting at verse 31. When the Son of Man comes, in his glory and all the angels with him. Then he will sit on the throne of his glory. All the nations will be gathered before him and he will separate people from one another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. Then the king will say to those at his right hand, come, you that are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me food. And when was it that we saw you sick or in prison and visited you? And then the king will answer them, truly, I tell you, just as you did this for the least of these, you did it for me. So, today's gospel is people were bringing little children to him in order that he might touch them. And the disciples spoke sternly to them. But when Jesus saw this, he was indignant and said to them, Let the little children come to me. Do not stop them. For it is to such as these that the kingdom of God belongs. Truly, I tell you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will never enter it. And he took them up in his arms, laid his hands on them and blessed them. Jim Foreman, uh, Farmer, by the way, uh, was a Freedom Rider, again, not only in 1947, but he organized the Freedom Rides in 1961. And the last image of him there is his prison arrest record. I just spent a, a week in um, neighboring uh, Minnesota with Freedom Rider uh, Dion Diamond. And Dion Diamond was a Freedom Rider and was Jim Farmer's cellmate. I didn't know that until last week. And he gave, told me stories how how Jim would... Lead when people got discouraged, he would use his beautiful voice and begin singing a hymn. But he would, they would change the words to fit their circumstances, and uh, uh, they would make fun of the jailers and would uh, sing about their intent to stay there as long as it needed to be until Jericho's walls came tumbling down. Dion said that his favorite song that Jim Farmer sang in jail was. Oh Freedom, and I thank you for playing that. It's it's my favorite of all the songs we learned in the Civil Rights Movement. Oh freedom over me, before I'll be a slave, I'll go home to my Lord and be free. So we were taught to learn to walk the walk by people who preached without words, who preached lessons that many of us had learned in childhood, that our churches suddenly didn't seem to believe anymore, but the people in the civil rights movement did. And so now, let us sing together um, your hymn, Come and Go With Me to That Land. There will be freedom in that land. There will be justice in that land. There will be singing in that land. Come and go with me to that land. Amen. And now may the God of many names guide our feet. May we let our little light shine and may we heed the prayer of St. Francis of Assisi. Let, peace be, let us go in peace and be instruments of peace. God bless you. Thank you.